0: Home and Garden Radio Podcast number five. Home and Garden Radio Podcast is the recorded version of our live nationally syndicated radio show heard Saturdays on the BizTalk Radio Network.
1: It's time to talk gardening and all things botanical. You're tuned to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Kroos. Hello, neighbor. Michael is a fun-loving family man who knows all there is to know about plants.
0: (laughs) I'm a genius.
1: He'll talk about outdoor plants, indoor plants, pest control, water gardening, pruning, grow lights, fertilizer, you name it. We're on in 10 seconds, so get ready to have a good time. Call Michael now, toll free. This is exciting, isn't it? And now, here's Michael Kroos.
0: Do you have German cockroaches in your house? Hey, this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio is brought to you by the good people at helpihavebugs.com. That's helpihavebugs.com. Helpihavebugs.com. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Home and Garden Radio. I want to thank you so much for joining me, as you do every week at this time. Such a joy, such a joy, boy! Uh, did you happen to catch? You know, you know what you need to do. You need to go on the website homeandgardenradio.com during the week sometime, because strange and bizarre things sometimes happen there. I've kind of made a decision. I have publicists who send me books all the time, and if there are books that will fit into one of my envelopes, and let me see, I have. Let me grab it here. Yes. I have here several, a whole box full of these Manila envelopes. And they're, you know, they fit an 8.5 by 11 in it real easy, maybe a little bit bigger. But if they will fit into one of those envelopes, and I've also got some smaller envelopes, but if they fit into one of my envelopes, I'm going to give it away. And I usually give them away on the radio show, but I decided this week to try something different. And I got this cute little book about growing hay. I, I didn't even open it. I just wasn't even the least bit interested. It had the little publicity stuff in it. And um, I don't grow hay. I'm not going to grow hay. It's more agriculture than it is gardening. But I slapped it up on my website. I put a picture of it up there. And I said, hey, you can win this book. There it is. Uh, all you have to do is email me. The first person who emails me uh, off the website you know, gets... The book. I'll send it to him. And, uh, you know, I figured, number one, it's not a typical gardening book. It's a book about growing hay. It was a little book about growing hay. Had a bunch of diagrams in it and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it was just one of those types of things. So I just said, well, let's see if anybody wants it. Well, believe it or not, uh, by the way, the book was one by a a gentleman in North Florida by the name of Jedediah. And uh, he, um, you know, I sent it off to him already. He's got it. Well, you know, he should have it by the time this show airs. But I mailed it off. And he wrote me an email that he's got 10 acres that he wants to grow hay in. And I said, wow, so this is good. So he got it, but I, I got a whole bunch of emails. As a matter of fact, every day I open up the, uh, the email and there's, there's email in there from people who wanted that book. Well, I only have one book and it's gone. So Jedediah in North Florida has it. It's his, he, he can have it. But you know, I'm gonna do that. So pay attention to the website. Whenever I get a book that will fit into one of my envelopes. Now, if I gotta go out and buy a big envelope, I'm not gonna do that, okay? It's gotta be real simple for me because I'm a very simple guy. And, uh, yeah, and I don't have a staff. I I need a staff. So I, I don't have one. So that's essentially, uh, and by the way, recording the show again this week, all with the new software and it's cool. I'm, I'm really liking the new software. It's just, it's just so cool. I'm, uh, You know, I have a a brand new studio, brand new mixing board, brand new microphone. Now I've got upgraded uh, recording software and it's just really nice. It's everything is, well, it's a little bit more difficult, but it will be easier once I get used to it. So this is good. Now, the other thing that is going to be happening here soon, well, I'll talk about that in a few minutes. The other thing I want to talk about is I'm still getting email from people asking me where they can buy the stuff that I take every day. The the uh, Beyond Tangy Tangerine. Are you still taking? Everybody, asks Once in a while if I'm still taking it, yes, I'm still taking it. Go on the internet and go to a website called Google and type in Beyond Tangy Tangerine. You will find a gazillion people who sell it and just buy it. I don't sell it. I'm not going to sell it. Uh, it costs me fifty five dollars a month to take it. I love the product. It's really good. And uh, this is the, that's that's it. Speaking of which. All right. When I got sick, I lost 56 pounds, which was really nice. Uh, you know, that was the, the one benefit. Well, I noticed, you know, now that I'm getting better, that I'm gaining some of that weight back. Not a lot, but some of that weight back I, I'm gaining. And I was talking to a radio personality who will, for right now, remain nameless. He's in Dolphin, Alabama. And he sells, and it's another one of these network marketing things. He sells a product called Plexus Slim. And uh, he said, oh, you know, if you want to sell it, I'll I'll spot you some. Uh, no, I don't. I bought some. It arrived today. And I'm holding it in my hands. I'm, you know, and I bought a, it's expensive. It is expensive as as, as can be, man. I'm here to tell you. But what it is, it's like this little, I'm I'm holding it right here, this little packet. And you dump the packet into a gallon, or not a gallon, a bottle of water. Okay, and you shake it up real good. I I have no idea what it tastes like because I'm starting it tomorrow. And then you take one of these pills at the same time. And uh, I don't even know what is in this stuff but i will tell you i bought a 7 day trial it's called the 7 day challenge and guess how much i paid for it for 7 days $29.95 you know when i opened it up today you know when it came in you know when it came in the mail i opened it up and i go oh my gosh you know this little tiny tiny at 29.95 but uh, he tells me I will lose weight in seven days. Although he wanted me to buy a month's supply of it. And he wanted me to become a distributor and all of this other stuff. Well, it's strange that that this is, is, uh, you know, I'd never heard of this stuff. But yesterday I was in St. Petersburg and I was talking with a real estate investor that I know down there. And I told him, you know, he says, yeah, you're looking good. I said, well, I go to the gym just about every morning now. It's one of the first things I'm doing. Is I get up early in the morning and I'm, I'm going to the gym, I said, but I am putting weight back on. He goes, oh, I sell this stuff. It's wonderful. It's called Plexus. My wife and I both, ta-. I said, well, I got, I said, I just bought some, hadn't come yet yesterday. I said, I bought some from a radio personality friend of mine up in Dalton, Alabama. I said, he goes, oh, try it. You'll love it. Then you ought to sell it. I'm not going to sell it. So I said, okay. So $29 and 95 cents for a seven day supply, a month's supply if you're not a distributor, it's like 120 some dollars, 129 bucks. And what it's supposed to do. And if you go on YouTube and you type in Plexus Slim, just go on there and watch the videos. Okay. The guy that I bought it from is in Dalton, Alabama. He made a video. He's this big guy and he's got this big shirt on. And he lost 62 pounds with this stuff. And he shows what the shirt looks like. And then he shows a bunch of people that he's, you know, he's got over 300 people on it. And he shows their before and afters and all that. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to to take this stuff. And uh, you you make one drink and then you take one of the pills. And um, I don't know what's in the pills. Let me look. Uh, Caffeine of some kind, I'm sure. And I'm sure I might be jittery. And he told me, he says, Oh, you might be jittery, but you'll only be jittery for like two of the seven days, and then you'll be fine. I said, Okay. So he says, But you'll lose weight. You won't be hungry. It'll be the go on YouTube and type in Plexus Slim. How do you spell Plexus? It is uh, P L E X U S. P L E X U S. And again, don't come to me to buy this because I'm not selling it. I, but in know if I lose a lot of weight between now and next Saturday, uh, then golly gee willikers, uh, I will, uh, maybe I will, but I don't think so. I, I just, I don't do multi-level marketing stuff, but, um, here's what I'm going to do tomorrow morning. When I get out of bed, before I go to the gym, I'm going to walk out to, and I'm going to weigh myself and I will do a selfie. God, I hate taking selfies. I will take a selfie of my of myself. Okay, so you can see what I have, and then I'm going to stick that on my website, the before and after. Now, I, I probably won't put it on until I do the before and the after. So next Saturday, not you know this Saturday or today, as you're listening to the show, go ahead. You won't see anything on the website, but next Saturday, I will have before and after pictures and how much weight I lost, if if any. I will stick that on there and we will see what happens. But again, I, I'm i not selling it. I'm trying it for a week and we'll see what happens. And like I say, the best place to look this up is on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and look up, you know, Plexus Slim and, you know, look at some of the videos and tell me what you think. I'm on, I want to know what you look and I, I'll let you know after I test this stuff for a week. We will continue right here on the Home and Garden Radio Show.
1: Have a gardening question? Well, this is the Home and Garden Show. Now, back to Michael.
0: And we continue. Right here. On your favorite radio station, this is Home and Garden Radio. I am Michael Kroos, and it is a wonderful day. I got this this thingy in front of my microphone that I've never had before. And uh, it bothers me. But they tell me I have to have it. So I have it. So I have to get used to it. Anyway, oh, the other thing that I was going to tell you uh, that was very important uh, the show, the, the radio show, <clears throat> is podcasted every week. You can find it at biztalkradio.com, B I Z Talk com, And you just go and look in the podcast section, you find me, and you can listen to it right there. Well, starting here very, very quickly, I am going to start also making the podcast available on the website and on iTunes and on Stitcher. And I thought that would be a pretty easy process. You know, I mean, how, how hard could that be? Well, as it turns out, it's a very difficult process. It's an extremely difficult process and all of the hoops that you have to jump through in order to do that are rather incredible. So I've been, you know, and I don't have time. And I also, you know, don't have a ton of energy. I've got more energy than I used to, I, I have to say. But, you know, I, it, is a, it is a process of getting that done. I've got four of them in the can right now, not including today's show. But the last four shows I have in the can. And I've got to upload those to a hosting account. And then I will here hopefully, within the next couple of days, I will have those on the website. So, And the website's going to be totally restructured to where you will go to the website and basically be able to just go back, starting four shows ago, and listen to any show that you want. And there will be notes on the show and all of that good type of stuff. So every week... There will be stuff there. And, uh, you know, that'll be fun and exciting. That'll all be on the first page of the website. And then I will have other news and things like that available on another news page on the website. So just more things for me to do. I need, you know what I need? I have to tell you what I need. I need a producer that is here. I have a producer at the network, but I mean, I need a producer. That is here now. I've got five kids. You would think one of my five kids would be interested in doing that for me. You know, handle the website, line up guests, uh, do all of this stuff that I need to get done. And not the first one of them are interested in doing this. Zach, maybe I don't know, Uh, but I don't have that. uh, What I also need would be like a wife that did. I don't have a wife, but a wife who would do that for me. That would be cool. Uh, that, that would be nice, but I don't have that. So if you want to get married to a, um, nah, never mind that part. Just just skip that whole part totally. Do you know what is going on across the country right now as we now sneak our way back into uh, gardening and then we'll get more into more home things? Oh, by the way, before that, I also got a lot of emails from people who had bought the alarm system that I put on the website. Again, I have nothing to do with that. I just happen to own one. Okay, so I shared that with you because I got, you know, I thought it was a public service to address the, in my mind, controversial alarm business that happens in this country. And is there an alternative? So I found, you know, I popped that one up there. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get paid if they buy one. That's just one that I bought. I own it and I like it. It's, It's pretty cool. And so go back and look at that some more. But I got a bunch of email this week from people who really appreciated that. And I got email uh, from people who own it and are delighted with it. And I'll tell you what I like about it. And that is that the motion detector is not overly sensitive. My cats, I have two cats. They don't set off the motion det- uh, sensor. And that's nice. I like that. Some motion sensors are very sensitive. If a magazine falls off of a, of a table or something, you know, it goes off. This is, this. if somebody walks in the room, trust me, you know, it will go off, but it, it doesn't do that. So that part is good. I like that. Now, getting back to gardening, you know what's happening all across the America right now? And I mean, just about all across the Fruited Plain. And that is annual weeds. Uh, my yard is no exception. <clears throat> well, my backyard, my front yard, not so much. My backyard, uh, I have a lot of weeds. But now I have a dilemma about this. There's property behind my house. I have a a privacy fence, but there's a gap underneath the privacy fence. And I've got some flowering weeds in my backyard. And one of the things I noticed last week was a tortoise, a real live tortoise uh, in my backyard eating my flowering weeds. Now, tortoises are very expensive. And by the way, they're very cool. They're they're like really nice. Well, I find out that a family used to live in a house. on. I've got, there's seven or eight acres back there. But a family used to live there. My son, Zach, knew them and they raised tortoises. They had like 50 of them back there that lived outside, but they were in a penned area and, and they lived outside. Well, obviously they moved out. They left in the middle of the night and are gone and they took their tortoises with them But I'm finding out from neighbors that tortoises, and it might just be one tortoise, I don't know, but I found one tortoise in my backyard eating my weeds. And, you know, gosh, that's kind of nice, although I want to get rid of the weeds. But I'm feeling guilty about getting rid of the weeds because of the tortoise. Does any of this make sense to you? Absolutely any of this makes sense to you. None of it's... So I'm, you know, I don't know, but now is the time to deal with those weeds. Now, one of the ways to deal with uh, the spring annual weeds is to go out right now when you don't think you need to, but to go out and actually mow the yard and mow it kind of short. And a lot of yards aren't really growing that much, but the weeds are. And if you cut those weeds down... You're cutting off the seed heads, which will stop the production of those weeds. That's the natural way to do it. And believe it or not, it works rather well. It, as a matter of fact, it works very well. That's a, a good way to do that. So go out and do that. I'm not doing that in my backyard again because I, you know, well, here's what happens. The, the lovely former Mrs. Kroos and my 22-year-old son have tortoises. At their house, my old house, they got a bunch of tortoises over there and my son has bought them and they're very expensive tortoises and they want these tortoises. They want to rescue these tortoises. So my son, Jamie, wants to come over and climb the fence and go out into that property. And I said, no, you you know, that's private property and there are no trespassing signs on that property and you just can't go in there without permission and grab tortoises out of there. But if the tortoise has come into my yard, well, the next time that it comes into my yard, I will go out there and I will grab it and I'll throw it in a box and I'll call Jamie and he can come over and grab the tortoise. I don't know. We'll continue with more weed control and tortoise talk in just a moment. (laughs)
1: Now to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Gross once again. Here's Michael.
0: Do you have German cockroaches in your house? Hey, this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio is brought to you by the good people at HelpIHaveBugs.com. That's HelpIHaveBugs.com. HelpIHaveBugs.com. Right, we continue right here on Home and Garden Radio. Saturday, across America, it's spring. Finally, go out and do some gardening. Go out and work in the yard. We're talking about these weeds. Now, I was talking about the natural way to get rid of the, you know, the spring annual weeds. Uh, You know, some people want it to happen a little bit faster. They want to use a herbicide. I don't have a problem with that. I use herbicides on my yard also. Although I'm not going to right now because I don't want to poison the tortoises. Who am I? Uh, Once we catch the tortoise, then I will. Uh, or at least one tortoise. I would love to catch one tortoise. My uh, son suggested that I throw strawberries out there, by the way, to attract the tortoise. I'm not going to do that because it's also going to attract raccoons and I don't want raccoons and it's going to attract possums and all kinds of other stuff that I don't want. But if I see, you know, I'm leaving the weeds out there and if they come out to, you know, if the tortoises come out to eat the weeds, then I'm going to catch tortoise. That'll be fun. But if I weren't going to do that, I would be using a herbicide on there. And I'm often asked, Michael, what is the best herbicide to use on the lawn and get rid of my weeds? Well, it depends. It depends on the lawn. Now, if you have a bluegrass, you know, something, you know, here's the way to do this. If your grass comes straight out of the ground, okay, you go down to the ground and the blade of grass comes out of the ground and comes straight up then you want to use a 24D type of product uh, weed be gone would be one of those that have two look for 24D in it and what i do when i do that is i put it i mix it in a pump up sprayer and i spot spray i only spray where the weeds are and i and i do that now i sent My friend Mad Dog, I think Amdro makes this nifty thing. And I sent it up to to Mad Dog up in Michigan because they sent one to me where they have these little cartridges that you put in. And uh, you put water in this jug and you stick this cartridge in and it's got a battery. And you can spray the herbicide with that so you're not pumping up and it comes out exactly mixed. And you can use that. That's an easy way to do it. Or you can, you know, buy the Weed Be Gone uh, in, uh, you know, in a little bottle and mix it in a one-gallon pump-up sprayer. You can do that if you don't mind doing that. The other way, now, that that's method number one. Now, the next thing about grass is if the grass is, um, where'd my phone go? If the grass does not come straight out of the ground, but yet comes out of the ground and creeps and crawls. These would be your zoysias, for instance. Uh, You know, if you have zoysia, if you have St. Augustine grass, if you live in the South, if you live in Texas, Arizona, Southern California, Florida, parts of Georgia, um, Alabama, if you have a St. Augustine type grass, then you want to use a product called atrazine. Again, Atrazine can be done the same way, mix in a, in a uh, pump-up sprayer and put it down. Now, the other way you can do this with either one of those two herbicide combinations is to do it with your fertilizer and put down a weed and feed type product. Uh, that's what I generally do in the spring because there's a lot of annual weeds. I, in the spring, I generally fertilize my yard with a good weed and feed product, Dep- you know, depending upon the grass, is what I generally do. And if you've got St. Augustine grass or if you've got Zoysia grass, I would use a weed and feed that has atrazine in it. Very important and very important to read the label, because you need to know that you're putting this, you know, the right herbicide on. Because if you've got St. Augustine grass or zoysia grass, and you use a weed and feed that has 2,4-D in it, that is for the bent grasses and, you know, or for the, you know, any of the the Argentine Baha'is, the Kentucky blue grasses, any of the grasses that grow straight out of uh, the ground, well, if you use that on one of the grasses that creep, you're going to do severe damage to that grass. I mean, severe damage. So read the label on the weed and feed very carefully uh, know what kind of grass you have if you don't know what kind of grass you have uh, you know take a sample of your grass to your garden center or your to your cooperative extension service it's very important that you know what kind of grass you have okay it's very important for a lot of reasons not only for the weed control but also for general fertilization which we'll talk about here in a minute as well So, you know, you want to make sure you're using the right weed and feed or the right herbicide. If you use atrazine, for instance, on bluegrass, it's going to, it isn't going to kill it, but it's going to weaken it severely and it's going to turn it this ugly color of yellow and it's going to do bad things to the roots. You know, it's going to take a year for that grass to come back. So you must be very, very careful about how you do that and about what you use. You need to be extremely careful uh, about that. It's just, it's just vitally important that you do that. So I would encourage you very much so to uh, you know, know what kind of grass you have and then put down the proper weed and feed. Brand name, there's a million brands out there. Most of them are regional. Scott's is a national company for the most part, and their fertilizers are manufactured regionally. So you're not going to go wrong using a Scott's Turf Builder product for your type of grass. But again, go to the garden center and say, I've got this grass. What weed and feed do I need? And then don't just take their word for it. Read the label on the weed and feed and make sure that you're you're buying the right one. Put that doubt. follow the label directions, and you're going to be in good shape. Or if you're going to do regular fertilization, that's fine. And that's easier. Put down your regular fertilizer that you want, and it's now's the time to put that good spring fertilizer down. As a matter of fact, you need to really fertilize twice in the spring, about 30 to 45 days apart, to really get your lawn going well. You need to do that, and uh, then do the spot applications with the herbicides. And again, I really like that. You know, it's a, available just about all over the country amdro has got that system where you don't have to think but again you need to know what kind of grass you have okay you still need to know that but you buy this it's a one gallon bottle with a little thing that you put on it and there's a handle and there's a cartridge that you put in there and in the cartridge is the weed control for the type of grass that you have and again make sure you're using the right one and then i just go out there and I spot treat. I don't spray the whole yard. I just spot treat, and you know, do the areas where the weeds are. That's an environmentally more friendly thing to do, and I like that. Or if you want to use a pump-up sprayer, do that. If you're going to use a pump-up sprayer, golly golly golly, here's what you need to promise me, and and this is what I need to tell you. And I I give talks all over the country, and you you. And you just have no idea. Um, And my next door neighbor, by the way, is an excellent example about that. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But you have no idea why the mentality in it, and it still is there. People still believe it, that if the label says three ounces in a gallon of water, it's going to work better if you put six ounces in. It's not. It's going to do very, very bad things. It's going to kill your lawn. Don't do that. Or it's going to kill your plant. Never always read and follow label directions on a herbicide or an insecticide, any type of pesticide. It is vitally important that you always read and follow the label directions. You will not go wrong if you do that. You will absolutely not go wrong if you read and follow the label directions. I promise you, you will not go wrong if you do that. You just won't. So do that. Now, let me tell you what my next door neighbor did. My next door neighbor has Argentine bahia grass. It's one of those grasses that grows straight out of the ground. He asked me what fertilizer I would suggest that you use. Well, I happen to know that Argentine bahia grass has very little fertilizer requirements. So I suggested to him that he get an 808 fertilizer, a 50-pound bag, and he's got a 4,000-square-foot yard. And he could apply the whole thing to his whole yard... And it would probably be all the fertilizer that he would need for the spring on that particular grass. Well, I saw him yesterday. And he said, Michael, I followed your advice. He said, but I kind of doubled up. I said, you kind of doubled up? He said, yeah, I bought two bags, two 50-pound bags of fertilizer. And I put one whole bag on my front yard, which his front yard is probably, I'm just guessing, but I'm going to say his front yard is probably somewhere in the area of 1,500 square feet. And he put 50 pounds. I will tell you what happened when we come back.
1: Back now to the Home and Garden Show with Michael Gross Once again, here's Michael. And
0: we continue right here on Home and Garden Radio. I am Michael, and we are in our last segment. So my neighbor puts 50 pounds of 808 fertilizer on his Argentine Bahia front yard, 1,500 square feet. That is a lot of fertilizer. That is, you know, many, many, many more times than he needs as far as fertilizer is concerned. And I guess sometime I should discuss exactly how much fertilizer you need per thousand square feet. Well, let me do that now, if I can. Uh, if a fertilizer is an eight zero eight, that means a hundred pounds of fertilizer contains eight pounds of nitrogen in a hundred pounds. Does that make sense? This is going to get confusing, and I don't want it to. A fifty-pound bag of eight zero ten is going to have four pounds of nitrogen in that fifty pounds. Okay, the nitrogen requirement per thousand square feet of Argentine Bahia grass where we live is approximately a half a pound per thousand square feet. He put four pounds on 1,500 square feet. So you can see, you know, you can really see that he over-fertilized in a great big way. So what happens <clears throat> to any plant when you over-fertilize it? What A couple of things happen. The nitrogen, which is that first number of the 8010, immediately, and he did this yesterday, and then watered it in. So the nitrogen immediately starts working at getting growth to happen, okay? But too much nitrogen can actually burn not only the grass, but the rhizomes that are underneath the soil, which is what's going to happen with him. Okay, within the next couple of days, he's going to see his yard browning out because he put too much nitrogen, which actually burns the tips of the rhizomes. The rhizomes are the runners underneath the grass in the ground that actually help to spread more grass. The other thing that happens is the potassium. Potassium is the last number. The 808, that last part of the 8 is the potassium. And if you put too much potassium on a ground, now what potassium does is that it helps to build strength in, in any type of plant. And with the grass, it helps to build the strength in the grass. Well, if you put way, way, way too much potassium in there, it has an equal effect and that it will just burn the bajijis out of the roots. It will do terrible, terrible things to the roots. It will burn them to no end. So what is the solution for my next door neighbor? Now that he has severely over fertilized his lawn. I said the solution is, is to water it constantly all day long for a couple of days. Because what you need to do is you have to push all of those nutrients that you have now put into the soil below the root zone. In other words, you've got to get those to leach through the soil down below the root zone otherwise you're going to have massive problems well he said i can't afford that much water because our water around here is very expensive trust me when i tell you our water is very expensive so he's not going to be able to do that so that is problematic for him that truly is so what's the next thing that's going to happen for him well or to him or to his lawn so to speak well a lot of bad things uh the grass is going to brown out i'm just telling you the grass is going to brown out in a big sort of way. And here's the real thing that I'm I'm very worried about. His son came last year and planted all these beautiful plants in front of his house, including a couple of very tender palms, uh and a bunch of crotons and a bunch of very tender plants. Now, I don't know how close he got with the fertilizer to that bed, but I'm, you know, he used a cyclone rotary type spreader to put the fertilizer down, and I'm guessing that a bunch of it got on there. So that's, you know, he could run into a situation there where he has plant damage. Now, a wonderful thing that could happen, but I checked the weather and it's not predicted, would be to have an all-day rainstorm. That would help a lot. But what he's going to have to do is do his normal watering, which we are only allowed to water one day a week, is what we are allowed to do. Unless we fertilize, then we can water in our fertilizer. That's the law here so excuse me what he is uh going to do is he's going to water when he can water and hope for the best and what is going to happen is the grass is going to be severely weakened i'm going to suggest that he not mow the grass for a while and just kind of let some of that you know take place. a little bit of rebuilding slowly start to take place And I'm going to hope that his his other plants, you know, don't do good. So then he says to me, he goes, well, Michael, should I, how much should I put on the backyard? And I said, you know, on the backyard, we, you know, estimated his square footage. And I recommended he use, uh, you know, about a third of the bag in the backyard. He goes, okay, well, now I want to fertilize all these shrubs here. I said, but you got a lot of fertilizer in there. I said, don't do anything to the shrubs right now. Don't do any more fertilizing in the front. Even after I told him what was going to happen, he still doesn't realize that he has done wrong. He still just doesn't understand that twice as much or four times as much is not better. It's not better. Trust me. The same thing goes for watering. You can literally, more lawns or more plants, that's the best way to say this, more plants in America die from too much water. Okay? Every plant has a water requirement that it really needs. And a lot of plants are designed to live on less than it really needs. You know, it's not going to thrive, but it's going to live on less. A lot of people overwater. Overwatering causes shallow root systems, causes all kinds of things to happen, causes nutrients to deplete, to leach down below the soil, which we want to happen for my neighbor right now because he's overfertilized. But under normal fertilization, if he was one of these people who had his own deep well and was going to water every day, he would also have very unhealthy plants because, you know, the plants would not have deep roots and, you know, bad things would happen. Uh, What can I say? Hey, that's going to about wrap things up for this edition of Home and Garden Radio. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Check the webpage uh, during the week because you never know what's going to happen. I'm always, you know, when books come in, if they fit into my envelopes, I'm going to give them away and I'm going to give them away on the website. I'm not going to give them away on a radio show anymore. It's always going to be on the website. So check the website during the week and also soon, like maybe this week, a lot, you know, there'll be at least four previous shows available. And then every week the show will be available on the website. And the website is homeandgardenradio.com. Take care. Bye bye.
1: You can contact Michael at homeandgardenradio.com That's homeandgardenradio.com